When it comes to nonfiction, like this one has graphs, it feels more like almost like worksheets, but you're not like yeah. writing anything yeah, it on does. them. It it just feels like lessons. It's actually like uh, digestible. Yes, there's a lot of pictures and it's just fun to look at. And so that's why I also have the book and that's why it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Welcome to Sorted, a podcast for creatives by creatives. I'm Emma. And I'm Alex. So get your coffee ready and let's get sorted. Hi, friends, and welcome back to Sorted. We are so excited, but also so sad. This is our last episode for season one, episode 10. Today, we are going to be talking about books resources and workshops that are actually worth it. So this is another one where we're going to be listing off a bunch of stuff. We're going to have a bunch of links in our show notes, but we're so excited to give you all of these resources to help you in the design world, in the business world, and just to help you improve. This episode is sponsored by one of our favorite new resources, Meal Prep Made Simple. This is an ebook created by Erica and Abigail, two chefs based in Brooklyn that I've had the pleasure of working with and even better, the pleasure of eating their food. The best part about this ebook is for us creatives, it's really hard to fit in healthy and delicious meals when we have client calls and back-to-back you know, deliverables that are due. So this ebook is full of great recipes and well-tested tips that make meal prep doable and way less stressful. It also goes beyond recipes and has some great resources, including grocery and equipment lists, step-by-step game plans, walking you through how to multitask so each menu is cooked under two hours or less, yay us, meal prep remixes, creative ways to enjoy your meal prep to prevent boredom. Overall, this ebook, Meal Prep Made Simple, can actually make meal prep simple so you can use the code sorted 10 for 10 percent off your ebook the link will be in our show notes and we hope you enjoy so first up on the list we're going to touch base on a couple of our workshops and courses that we really really love and that we found that are actually worth it and actually worth the money i know that there are a lot of courses and online workshops out there that are just absurd in the pricing game, but these are ones that we actually paid full price for and believe that they are worth every penny. The first one is Freelance and Business and Stuff with Hutzpah Design. If you're not familiar with Hutzpah Design, it's two twin sisters out of California. They also have another designer on their team, Arturo, and then their other sister actually who is also on their team doing more projects management stuff. I love the Hutzpah sisters. They're so great to talk to, have conversations with, and their talent is just amazing. So within this workshop, they also have a book that you can purchase too. But in the workshop, they have video recordings, they have worksheets that walk you through everything that you need to know about being a freelancer, being a business owner. So everything from law basics, you know, whether to sign up for an LLC, S-Corp, DBA, all of that good stuff, how to charge, how to onboard and offboard your clients. So all of those things they have into one overall book. So this is kind of your go-to for everything that you might need to know when starting your freelance career. I also have done the Hoodsbook course and it is an amazing resource for anyone just starting out or anyone wanting to kind of just like revamp their systems and their processes. They gave you really great takeaway PDFs and guides and templates for brand guidelines and things like that. So if you're just starting out, it's amazing. And if you're, you know, already 
down the road of starting is at a price point where it's kind of worth the, uh, the investment because you also get access to their Slack channel where there's over, uh, there's a couple hundred designers in it. Alex and I are both in it. And it's just really nice to hear what other designers are struggling with. You can get feedback on work you've presented, you know, just different things that it's just nice to have that community. The next course I wanted to mention is Creative on Command with Olivia Herrick Design. So I'll have it linked in the show notes because I might be saying her name wrong, but it's a really neat course on just how to produce good work. Um, It's really interesting because it's not you know, a lot of courses like the Hoodsman one are amazing, but it, that's more of like tangible takeaways. And this is more of like conceptual, like how to be a creative and how to like succeed as a creative. I really enjoyed it. It was, I took, took the course when I was kind of just in like a little place of burnout and just needing some inspiration. So I found a lot of value in it. She also talks a lot about the daily design practice, which is something that I have started doing every day since I took this course. And basically it's just setting aside 10 to 15 minutes to actually create before you start creating for other people. So creating for yourself. And sometimes I do, you know, use it to create Instagram content or if I need to do an illustration for a client, but it's this morning ritual of just creating to create. And so right now, Alex and I are both, this is kind of an off tangent thing, but it's also a fun little note and resource to note but Alex and I are both doing a illustration challenge from the furry little peach peach tober is uh, it's called so it's all through October you illustrate something every day so this month for my daily design practice that's kind of what I'm incorporating and then our last course is called standout squarespace and it's with square stylist on instagram i personally haven't taken this course but my web designer has and she shared a lot of the information and kind of just showed me like the back end of the course and it is incredible it is one of the most like robust and well-built out courses i've ever seen online very pricey but i think it's worth every penny if you're trying to learn squarespace and how to customize and actually how to build a beautiful site that doesn't just look like a squarespace website it is an incredible resource so definitely something to note Next up on the list of resources are conferences. This is also something that it's a pretty penny up front, but the amount of knowledge, the friendships that you gain, and all of that stuff is well worth every single penny. I'm sure if you are familiar with Emma and I by now, you know how much we love Creative South. Creative South is a conference that happens every year around springtime. And last year was our first year, well, this year, I guess, 2022. <laughs> a crazy thing about it this fe- this year. It feels like so long ago. <laughs> um, it was our first year, and that was kind of our first time. It was our first time meeting in person. That's where Sorted was born. I know that we talked about that on the Welcome episode. So Creative South just has a special place in our hearts. And the amount of friendships that we've gained and the people that we still keep in touch with to this day is so worth it. The all the tips and tricks that you learned, hearing people's journeys from start to finish, how they got to where they are today. You know, big designers working for huge brands like Unsplash, Uber, all of that stuff. So that is probably the top of our list for conferences. It is the cream of the crop. (laughs) It is. And then right after Creative South, CropCon happens and Emma had the luxury of attending both this last (laughs) spring. So Emma, talk to us about CropCon. 
Yeah, so CropCon, I like to say CropCon's the rock and roll version of Creative South. I found out about CropCon while we were at Creative South and I was like on this conference high and I was like, I have to go. And I was going to be in Austin, Texas for our, the next conference we'll talk about. So it the timing worked out. I just extended my flight by like my... I pushed it back a couple days and I was able to stay, but it was also super valuable. It was really interesting to, again, kind of the same value of just hearing from other designers. I was able to also, because I had gone to Creative South and then a lot of the same people were at CropCon, it was great to just kind of network and meet people again and really like, you know, like recognize faces and things like that within the design community. And yeah, it was a really great experience. It was really fun. There was a, a lot of these conferences have like after parties, they call them. And there was one of the after parties at CropCon. It was at a bar that was also a tattoo parlor. So if that tells you anything about the type of conference it was, um, it I was I am so jealous. <laughs> we'll have to just go next year. Five new tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> you would have, you genuinely would have. There would have been, the one of the uh, girls I met, she walked away with like, I think she ended up getting two or three. But yeah, it was just a really great experience. And it was in Austin, Texas, which is a city that I, I love. But I just walked away with some really great, some really great friends from that. And I took Meg Lewis's course at CropCon, which was amazing. She's an amazing designer. And I really enjoyed hearing you know, just hearing about her journey and her creations. And she's just a really cool designer. So that was a great place to get to take her course. Yeah. And also Alex and I took, uh, this is like a side note, but Alex and I also took Aaron Joplin's course at the at Creative South. So that was also really valuable. Um, and we learned a lot from that. He was, he's a, he's a character. So that was fun. One of our favorite shortcuts <clears throat> that we mentioned on the first kilobyte episode, we, implemented one of Joplin's shortcuts that we learned from that workshop. So uh, yeah. go back and give that kilobyte episode a listen for our favorite uh, life-changing keyboard commands. Yeah, and it was just really interesting to hear from a professional about like just some of his his tools and his tricks and also his practices. He's very mathematical. Um, as you can kind of see in his design work, it's very like, it does, it does look mathematical. And so he uses like a lot of tools on how to like make sure things are precisely even and um so it it was great to just kind of take those tips and tricks and apply them to my own practice and then the third conference that i want to mention is first round the third conference i want to mention is first round i went to the one in new york they have them all over the world there's one in like amsterdam and berlin alex and i always joke around that we're going to use it as a way to write off a trip to Berlin. But (laughs) first round is a day conference. It's very different from Creative South and CropCon. It is one day and it is all day. So it's, I think it was from like nine to 6 p.m. with like a lunch break. And you sit and you listen to people the whole day. People have, I think it's about 20 to 30 minutes. I can't remember the exact timeline, but it's huge brand name designers that you would know, like Collins Group and, you know, just big, big designers working on big projects and they show you their first round drafts. So they show you what they presented to the client and if the client said no, if the client said yes, what feedback they gave. And then they show you what they ended up the final product was. And some of the people were still working on the project, so they hadn't even gotten the the final round back. But they talked about how they presented their work to their client. They talked about how they, you know, how they set pricing for the project and also how they took the client's feedback and ran with it. And these were on projects like like Slack and uh, Team Nick and the Tin Building, which is a new location in New York. So it was just really cool to just see like the 
the different industries and the different work that these people were doing and how depth in depth or how basic like some of the design presentations for these huge clients were not as in depth as you thought they'd be so yeah it was really interesting and definitely worth i, I think it was pretty relatively inexpensive i want to say it was around a hundred dollars the day and definitely worth the price I love that. Yeah, I would definitely love to attend one of those. And if it just happens to be in Berlin, like, hell yes. (laughs) Sign us up. (laughs) And the final one that we want to mention that's not necessarily a conference, but rather a retreat. And I want to talk about this as an outsider because it's actually Emma's retreat. So Emma and her co-founder, Steph Powell, who we had on the podcast a few episodes back, they started this retreat called Golden Hour Guild. And when I tell you it was incredible, I am not exaggerating at all. And I know that Emma would never say this about about her own her own thing. <laughs> I'm blushing um, over here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so it was twelve women in a room and one big Airbnb and we kinda just got so close as friends, but also it felt like a safe space to talk about business, to talk about your problems talk about things that you are struggling in and just getting genuine advice from these other creatives was incredible. For the first retreat we had, uh, there was a wedding planner there, some graphic designers, some photographers, website designers, hand lettering artists. So it was so cool that not a lot of us were in the same exact field like graphic design or photography, but we were all creative in some way. So it was so neat to just bounce ideas off of each other and just listen to each other and knowing that you're not alone in some of the struggles that you face. Well, Alex, thank you. That makes me, I'm over here blushing, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, Golden Hour Guild definitely was an, an amazing experience and Steph and I have another one coming up in May in Charleston, South Carolina. It's going to be super fun. We're very excited. We have the Airbnb booked and spots are open and Early Bird is open until January. So if you want, it'll be in the show notes. So let's dive into some books. I think that I am a huge book lover, design, fiction, nonfiction. I read them all. This year I have a goal of trying to read 50 books for the year, which for some isn't that many, for some it's a lot, but for me it's a hard goal to achieve. So I have nine books left and it's October 6th right now. So hopefully I can get there, but we'll see. I feel like the holidays, I always slow down a little bit. But yeah, so the first book I want to mention that's a design book, it's called Extra Bold. It's just a very interesting field guide for graphic designers about just how to be inclusive and how to make sure that your work is diverse and you're reaching everyone that is in this world that we live in. So it's just something that I love and it's written by like, I think like six or seven designers. So it has lots of points of view. It has lots of takeaways and it's also beautiful. I have it as like kind of like a coffee table book. It has lots of diagrams and things that are helpful for understanding just different methods and different, you know, things in within design. So yeah, that's something I love and something that I definitely recommend. (laughs) And that's what I was going to say is it's just a beautiful book. Like, honestly, I am not a reader. I'm trying to really get into (laughs) reading, especially fiction books. But when it comes to nonfiction, like this one has graphs. It feels more like almost like worksheets, but you're not like writing anything on them. It it just feels like lessons. It's actually like uh, digestible. Yes, there's a lot of pictures and it's just fun to look at. And so that's why I also have the book and that's why it's one of my favorites. Next up on the list is a, 
I combined Aaron Draplin's book and Made by James in the same category because if you don't know who Aaron Draplin is or Made by James, look them up. They're incredible designers. I know we've talked about Draplin so much, but they have a book out that just really dives into their life, how they got to where they are today. And again, these are like coffee table books. So a ton of pictures. I love that. And they also show logo examples. They show their sketches. They show past work. So it's so cool to look at it from a instead of a giant book of logos, it's their maybe logos that they did years ago and, you know, kind of their progression with improving their talents since way long ago. So Aaron Droplin's book and Made by James are two great ones. And then on the logo route, another one that I love is Logoism, which this book, I don't, I found it on Amazon through like clicking on other logo books and other designs books other design books and that one just came on the page as like an ad almost and logoism is really cool because it just gives logos like it's just an entire book of different kinds of logos and they categorize them by letter forms badges different types of building structure logos bird logos so it's so (laughs) cool how you can just flip through it and just kind of I always look through it to gain inspiration if I'm kind of feeling in a rut when I'm designing logos just to see what else is out there and to see what other people are doing and seeing how I can really improve my designs and then the other one kind of within that same category is logo lounge which I am now in a member of logo lounge I bought the annual subscription and I'm actually in the middle of submitting a bunch of logos to potentially be published in the book so logo lounge has an instagram page they you can go onto the website and look at others you can filter it you could type in circle logos and it they will filter it for you and give you a bunch of logos that people have submitted but then the logos that you submit on the website then get thrown into this pool of could potentially be chosen to get published in the book so that's super exciting yeah and then another book that i love is design is storytelling by ellen Lupton. It's a really beautiful book and it's all about like how to use your design to actually achieve what we're trying to do. Tell a story and convey what you're trying to, you know, explain. And again, it's another one of those, I mean, how can a design book not be beautiful? But it's another one of those books that's filled with graphs and filled with pictures and um, it looks beautiful on my desk and on my little bookshelf. So I love it for that and I love it for the content. But it's also a really great just resource for If you're ever feeling like, I don't know, I I always go to these books if I'm feeling kind of uninspired or I'm stuck on a project. I love flipping through these books and magazines for just some inspiration and some some revamp of my uh, creativity. But yeah, so not every book that we love is design or, you know, logo related. So we kind of wanted to give a couple more books that are more personal or more mental health or things like that. We'll also have all these books linked in the show notes in a, like an Amazon shop. We also will have some more that we haven't mentioned specific on this episode, but also just that we love also linked in there. But yeah, the first book I wanted to mention that's not really design related is Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. It's kind of like a field guide to stress relief and stress management. And I know that as a creative and as a business owner, it's something that I'm constantly trying to work on and, you know, 
be better about just managing my stress and managing my expectations for work and life and balance. So um, it's definitely something that I would recommend reading. It's kind of thick, but it has gotten a lot of awards for being like a really uh, easy to understand psychology book. And then the other one I wanted to mention is Atomic Habits. It's something that has like changed my change the way I kind of habit stack and do all these little things. I know it's one of those books that's like talked a lot about, but it really is worth the read. And it really helped with kind of creating routine and just creating some processes within my my personal life that helped me be a better creative and be a better person for my clients. I love it. Two more that I have are Money Diaries and Profit First. So if you listened to our episode with our accountant, Brittany from Countless IO, you will know that I am very passionate about my finances and passionate about just making sure I know where my money is going and I have enough money coming into my business to support my lifestyle. And I've found that Money Diaries and Profit First have been so helpful in that journey. It's real people talking about real things. And yeah, they're two of my favorites. And then one last book I wanted to mention before we move on to podcasts woohoo, is our friend Jess Goldsmith is coming out with a book called Women of Type. We don't have the date yet, but we will add it to the show notes when it does come out. You can check her out on Instagram at Chick of All Trades. She's incredible and this book is going to be beautiful. It's going to have quotes and beautiful lettering art from all different artists. Alex and I are both going to be in the book, so we're both very excited about it. But yeah, so we're so proud of her for self-publishing this book. It's an incredible feat that she's doing and we're so proud of her, so we wanted to make sure to support her. As you know by now, we love podcasts so much that we decided to start our own. So we wanted to list off a couple of our favorite podcasts, and we will also have these linked in a giant playlist in our show notes so you can tune into them as well. The first ones are more based around being a business owner, being a designer, being an artist. So those are The Unexpected Entrepreneur, which we actually had Inkpot Creative on our podcast in a previous episode. So give her podcast a listen. They're short and sweet episodes. I love them so much. Mindful Productivity Podcast. This is more so about how to better yourself, how to really be paying attention to your mind and to your health and your overall well-being. Better, the brand designer podcast is exactly what it sounds. It's a podcast by two brand designers. And then Closer and Closer is kind of this community who interviews and has talks with different creatives all around the world. And then one last one is For the Love of Freelance. Again, all about being a freelancer and being a business owner. And then we wanted to call out some of our favorite podcasts that are not design related because it's important to have balance in our lives. First off, Alex and I love true crime. So we have to give our shout out to our love crime junkie. We love this podcast. So, you know. It's, it, it explains itself. And then some other ones that are more business related, but just general and also just very entertaining. How I Built This, it's a great podcast that just interviews um, entrepreneurs about how they built their business and just their stories. And it, for me, I love it because 
it really dives into you know what mistakes they've made and how they've learned and also just like a lot of people are accidental entrepreneurs they just kind of created a product or they started doing something because it was out of a passion or they needed it in their lives and it's just really interesting and then 99% invisible is a great podcast just about all sorts of topics covering just really interesting information and same with you're wrong about I just love learning from podcasts and you're wrong about kind of dives into just like historical topics or uh, you know specific items or just things like that that it kind of talks about the history and the details of that meaning and I love the hosts of it it's so entertaining and it's definitely a fun one to pass the time when you're working and need just something to you know to take up some time over just some resources that are like just different different categories of resources so first up we wanted to talk about some of our favorite websites we'll have these all linked in the show notes like everything else so the first one i wanted to mention is artboard studio we mentioned it in one of our previous episodes but it's a great resource for online mock-ups so creating mock-ups of your logos on t-shirts and on notebooks and on makeup and on whatever you need they also just released a new it's like an animation studio within Artboard Studio, so definitely something worth checking out. And then the next one I want to mention is DotCal. Um, they sponsored our first episode. I still love using it. It's a calendar system that you can send out to your clients to book appointments. Um, I don't use it for my branding clients, like when I'm trying to book you know, a review call, because it's just easier with that for specific emails, but I use it for my mentorship calls and some of my other more like regular scheduled calls like that where I can just send it to a person and they can book it. And it's also beautiful, which is something I love. And then up next, when talking about mock-ups and fonts, it's often easier to have everything in one place instead of going to all of these different websites. And that's why I love Envato Elements. I've talked about it before because I'm so passionate about this website. It's so easy to find all the mock-ups that you might possibly need, stock photography, stock video, different fonts. It has everything that you need and I love it so much. (laughs) Another website that I'm on almost daily is Dribbble. Think of it as a Pinterest for designers only. So designers can post their work, you can comment on it, you can follow your favorite designers. It's just such a great resource to get your work out there, but to also gain inspiration. Another one that I love is What the Font. I use this one all the time when I'm trying to figure out what the heck a font is. I know that we've all been in that boat where we might be looking at a piece of art and we're like, I've seen this font before, what is it called? So What the Font is so cool that you can have a screenshot or a photo of a font, drag it in there, and it'll tell you exactly what that font is. And then a last couple we have are Squarespace and Show It. They are website platforms that Alex and I both use for our own websites and for our clients' websites. They both have pros and cons, but they both are good for different types of clients and different types of service, you know, services or product-based businesses, but those are two faves. And then Noun Project, which is a great resource if you're looking for icons. They are open source and great to use. And then the last one is Daily Purposes, which is a hashtag resource. You can like put in topics that you're, you know, if you're trying to figure out hashtags for a post, you can put in topics that you're talking about in the post, topics about your business, and it makes this big old list of hashtags that you can copy and paste. And then we kind of wanted to dive in, just mention a few tools that we use. These are just two that, you know, I think most people have heard us talk about and also probably use them, but our one true love notion, we love using it for keeping sorted 
organized and then also for our own businesses. I personally just built out a new client portal in Notion where I'm gonna start having my clients actually log into Notion and use it for all of our notes, keeping everything organized. Then we also wanted to mention Google Calendar and Gmail. Obviously, we love those. Most people use them. They're the best. It's great for scheduling. It's great for keeping your email organized. I'm obsessed with uh, overall Chrome and it's Steph actually just taught me how to make like tab groups. So I have like a group for sorted, a group for goal narrow guild, a group for my business. So then I can keep things open and closed. And anyway, it's the best. And also email templates in Gmail are also some of our favorite tips and tricks for our business. If an event is not on my Google calendar, my friends know that I'm not going. I will forget if it's, you have to invite me to everything, even if it's a dinner or any event, I it has to be on my calendar. I live by that thing. I know. So too. yes, G- Gmail has my heart forever. Some of our favorite apps, this is so fun to talk about because I know that we're always on our phones. If we have iPads, there's apps literally everywhere on our MacBooks. So some of our favorites, Procreate. Emma lives in Procreate more than me as she (laughs) is an amazing illustrator, but Procreate on the iPad, it's basically replacing your pen and paper. I love it. Unum and Planoly are for planning out content. These are great. We use Planoly for our personal sorted Instagram and our personal accounts. We batch create posts sometimes, and it's so easy to just upload your posts into Planoly and then schedule them at the time you want. You can write the caption and then it's all in there. It's also a really good way to see your overall feed and what it's looking like, especially if you have a more aesthetic feed, you want to keep up with the colors that are happening and want to make sure nothing's clashing. It's a great resource to use to make sure that everything looks beautiful for you. And the final one is Splice. I use this one a lot when I'm making TikToks when I decide to do that <laughs> because I feel like I'm I'm, I'm trying to get when on I that TikTok in, in real train. <laughs> yes, but you know, we're, we'll get there. But Splice is super nice to use to just mesh videos together if you don't want to do it directly in the apps. You can fast forward video. You can do all the editing tips and tricks there. Yeah, and then we wanted to mention a few of our favorite items. As digital designers, we don't really need a lot of stuff, which is nice, but just a few of our our top things. Our moleskin journals, which I use for my bullet journal every day, carry it around. I've had it for three years. And then also Erin Joplin's field notes. I carry one in my purse everywhere I go. If I need to write something down, I make lists in it. I do sketches in it. Sometimes I see a font and I have to write down how that J looked and keep it for my little, for my future self. But yeah. And then I also love, I know Alex also loves them, our Sharpie pens as well as the G2 pens. Those are our two favorite pens, um, if, if you're ever wondering, as well as an elevated monitor riser. So something to keep your neck nice and straight and your you know help with the posture that all of us designers really struggle with. It's something that Alex and I both use for our computers just to kind of help with you know, that, that slump that happens as, as designers. So that way years down the road, we're not all walking around with a hunchback. If we start good posture now, then hopefully it becomes a daily habit. I wish I, I always wish I did ballet just so I had the posture of a ballerina. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I know you all struggle with it too. And then up next are some of our favorite newsletters. 
I personally don't give out a newsletter. I know Emma does every once in a while. It's important to be subscribed to good newsletters because there's also a lot of bad ones out there and maybe not bad in the sense, you know, visually, but also just bad in the sense of what content is being on these. I know that I'm not subscribed to a lot of newsletters. Oftentimes it'll hit my inbox and I'll trash it because I don't have time to read it. Or if there looks like too much content on it, I won't read it. But Emma, what are some of your favorite newsletters? Yeah, and one thing I wanted to say, just a tip for people that I love getting newsletters. I'm kind of on the opposite side of Alex where I get all the newsletters because I find a lot of inspiration in them. And I, <laughs> when I need to send one out, I uh, or when I finally get the, the motivation to send one out, you know, I can go back. But what I have done in my in my work gmail i've created a tab called forums you can do it in like the settings and so i have all my newsletters that i get go into that forums tab automatically so they don't go into my inbox i don't see them they're just kind of there so i can go back and i can like look at them in the morning i actually part of my morning routine is going through and reading i read about four or five newsletters every morning just to kind of get up to date on current events and global news and also design stuff. But yeah, so a few of my favorites. First up is Product Hunt. This is a, it's also kind of, this is more of like an interest and it sometimes gives me inspiration, but it's more of just kind of like interesting things, but it's new products, digital and physical products that are just out there, websites and just, you know, I find really cool stuff through this newsletter. So I love reading it every morning. Also Morning Brew. It's more of a business focused kind of news, newsletter it's like kind of gives financy vibes but I find it really interesting and living in New York I live on Wall Street so I feel like I kind of have to be a little bit up to date on some things but it really does just kind of give you the morning briefing of news and some current you know happenings and then I also get a couple other newsletters that are helpful for more global events because morning brew is definitely a little bit more uh, u.s focused then into more of a design uh, newsletter is sidebar design it's a great newsletter that's just easy to read and gives you just some some any kind of news happening or you know interesting articles they find different things like that and then the last one um actually is kind of new i love this one i've showed it to alex and i know she gets it too and, and enjoys it but it's called first house and it's more of a media focused newsletter about trends and what's happening in pop culture i am not a pop culture person i really struggle i don't know what's going on ever all my friends are always like giving me all the updates on the Kardashians and the whatnot that's going on. <laughs> but First House is really great for just staying on top of those like little trends, those like trends that come in and out every day. So you kind of can understand why things are trending on social media and the memes and things. But it also gives you a daily TikTok like trend and how to make it and examples of what that trend is. So if I was a good business owner, I would be using this newsletter every day to make a TikTok. Maybe Alex in November will do a TikTok challenge. This month we're doing an illustration oh, challenge. Lord. And November, maybe we'll do a sorted TikTok challenge or that would some kind of accountability challenge. Uh, let us know if you think yes. that would be interesting. But yeah, so those are the newsletters. There's, I'm sure there's so many out there. Uh, I'd love to hear if anyone has any recommendations for books, newsletters, apps, tools, anything, any other resources, please guess shoot us an email or comment on our Instagram post about this episode. We love to hear your favorites. We hope that you got some information out of you know, our ramblings of our favorite things. And it's always hard to kind of just give us a list of, of our favorites, but we do think that there is some value in kind of sharing what works for us because there's so much stuff out there and it's hard to sometimes sort through it on your own. So that's why we're here. 
And I think it's important too that not all of these are for if you're just getting started out. Like I know I mentioned the chutzpah course and book, for instance, that was very helpful when I was first getting started out, but it's even helpful now to go back and have something to reference. So whether or not you are just starting, you're in the middle of your career, you've been in the industry for 20 plus years, I truly think that all of these resources would be helpful for you um, as they have been helpful for us. So like Emma mentioned, please let us know what else you would add to this list. We're so interested. We're always willing to grow our list and we want to know what else is out there. And yeah, we would love to hear from you guys. So thank you again for tuning in to our final episode of season one. And we cannot wait to see you at season two. Bye. Bye. For more Sorted content, follow us on Instagram at sorted.pod. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know by leaving a review. It means so much. Sorted is hosted by Alex Pizak and Emma McGoldrick. Produced and edited by Carrie King. Marketing and graphic design by AP The Creative and ESM Creative Studio. Photography by Hannah Hunt. And music by Dam Darmawan. Huge thanks to all the people that made Sorted happen and to you for listening. See, See you, you next time. time.